Good morning, good afternoon, good night. Whenever you're joining us here on the What's What podcast, thank you for joining. But before we get started, I want to talk about something. Oh yeah, what's that? <laughs> Space, the ah. final frontier. And I don't know if you guys saw this, but apparently we're just like going there now. Like, you know, it's just like taking a long weekend trip to Long Island. I mean, I think I've talked about this before, but I'm extremely happy about all these billionaires going to space. I mean, it's a little different, just saying. It doesn't really feel real to me. I mean, now we just have billionaires taking joyrides to space. Like, who are we? I know, right? And apparently our friend Jeff Bezos followed up the famous one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind, quote, with his own soon-to-be iconic question, who wants a Skittle? Classic Jeff Bezos. I know, right? Well, before we start saying beam me up, Scotty, in real life, let's break down this week's trends in retail and consumer goods. I'm your host, Matt Marcotte, joined by our What's What crew, Celeste Richardson. Hello. Alex Drinker. Hello. And Sarah Hillstrom. Hey there. Hello. So, well, before we go back to space, First, we have to go back to school. See what I did there? Anyways, uh, very, with, smart. very smart. With, with the worker, I am smart. With the worker shortages continuing, we're in a bit of a pickle. Because help is so hard to find. Not good help, just, you know, like help in general. Anyone, actually. It is, it is so rough out there. I mean, think about this mall traffic's picking up. Employees are realizing that it have to be seen by their coworkers, IRL. And parents are frantically pulling together wardrobes for the new school year. Sounds like a good thing, you would think. But uh, labor shortages are expected to continue well into the fall. So I'm not sure if that's as positive as we would think. And yeah, it's just going on and on and on. I feel like we've talked about this a couple of times already. Here's the deal. Pandemic-fueled layoffs forced many eligible workers to choose alternative career paths. And younger workers who make up the bulk of the retail seasonal help have found higher paying jobs elsewhere. So brands and retailers are literally throwing up the bat signal in an attempt to get desperately needed seasonal help. But instead of a bat shape, there are dollar signs. Honestly, I'd rather see dollar signs in the sky than a bat. Just saying. <laughs> well, you're not alone. Um, and some companies are dangling incentives worth a thousand bucks or more, while others are offering more attractive benefits for part-time workers. Nice to see you. Paid time off and healthcare. Oh, well, uh, how are CGs doing in all of this too? Um, they are also on the struggle bus, Celeste, with the retention in the production facilities being a big issue. Um, but the worst news, this turnover is resulting in higher employee costs. Think about hiring, training, et cetera, and then ultimately a higher per unit cost. So enter robots, not to displace workers, but rather to augment the efficiency. And artificial intelligence essentially is helping them predict when equipment might fail or break and give the whole process an edge by doing guided uh, training and guided production. You know, people love to hate on robots, but technology can really give a helping hand or rather a lift. So, you know, Tony Stark made it look so easy. And let's face it, he's pretty badass. Uh, yeah. Taking a cue from Iron Man himself, Ahol Dalles has embraced wearable tech for its distribution center workers, and they have introduced 250 exosuits. Uh, which help reduce the weight of items that uh, are being lifted by the wearers. What? I I need one. How do I get one? So cool. 
Well, uh, you're going to have to find a distribution center that focuses on safety and productivity. <laughs> so, yes, uh, the suits really aim to re reduce the strain on a person's back by 30 to 40 percent during an ordinary workday. And they fight fatigue. They make injury less likely and improve productivity. And especially as employers face so many challenges with staffing, as we were just talking about, keeping employees happy and safe is really, really critical right now. I mean, I think so, but it's also to maybe show off. I think I'd take it to the gym, head to the barbells, just kind of stand around lifting giant weights, showing people what's up. Okay, there's a visual I will never be able to unsee. <laughs> uh, I don't know if we'll see these things at the gym, but grocery stores aren't the only place uh, where employees are lifting and moving products. CG companies have their own manufacturing and warehouse facilities to manage. And with employees who are also looking for ways to optimize the experience. Um, so a suit that takes 30 seconds to put on and adapt to the wearer is definitely the hottest look of the season. <laughs> Alex, you know, if you really want one where you, you know where you might be able to buy one. Where's that, Sarah? Through your television. Ah, uh, I think I know where this one's going. <laughs> That's right. I'm moving us right along to our third trend of the week, shoppable TV. Mm -hmm. Don't touch that dial, folks. <laughs> That's right. Who needs commercial breaks when your whole program could be a commercial? Have you ever seen something in a show, like a product, furniture, or an outfit, and just loved it? Yes. I'm talking yes. Googled around like crazy, loved it. Yeah, both of you. Mm -hmm. I have good news. Soon, you're going to be able to click and buy it right from your television. ITV in the UK is launching Shoppable TV, which allows viewers to purchase products they see on screen. I am so, so here for this. Mm -hmm. Please Dangerous. go Totally. Dangerous. <laughs> Me too. And look, advertising is a big business and product placement is a great way for the television industry to make money. Shoppable TV is just the next evolution of the business model. So it's like QVC, but more subtle and easier to spend money. This is bad. Bingo. Bank accounts be damned. Because if a viewer is interested in the product they see on TV, they'll be able to select it, view more info, and then make a purchase via the vendor's website or a link sent straight to their smartphones. As far as the CG flavor goes, brands spend over $20 billion a year on product placement in TV and movies. I know, it's crazy, right? Today, that spend mostly helps build brand awareness and shapes the perception of the brand. Mm -hmm. um, Tom Cruise's Ray-Bans and Risky Business, mm -hmm. anyone? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Iconic. Good, exactly. good, good. With Shoppable TV, this investment becomes even more valuable because you can link it directly to sales. It's also an interesting opportunity for retail because many brands, looking at you, FMCG, don't have a robust D2C channel and someone's got to own the fulfillment. That is very cool. And you know who else is really cool? Our returning guest speaker, Lindsay Nelson. Welcome back to the What's What, which is also incredibly brave of you, by the way, for our final trend of the week. Linz, take it away because all her friends call her Linz. That's what she once told me. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Okay. Well, now we're bringing it home, talking about how sustainability in retail requires a little TLC and some ESG. I don't mean to be dense here, but ESG, uh, I'm lost. I'll break it down for you, Alex. Don't you worry. Sustainability, you. <laughs> sustainability is no longer a boardroom buzzword bingo term. Shots, 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 shots. Yeah, 
buzzword shot bingo it never really ends well celeste yeah you're right it really doesn't look sustainability is real and retailers have an opportunity to lead the way imagine that so alex to your question what does esg stand for the e is environmental the s is social and corporate governance is the g which together actually makes the ultimate sustainability recipe honestly that is exactly what i was going to guess so Thank you for clarifying. Uh, yeah, right. Sure. Sustainability considers actually how current operations will impact future generations. Millennials and Gen Z consumers are actually willing to pay more for products and services that are committed to social and environmental causes. Yeah. As a matter of fact, the Retail Industry Leaders Association reported that 93% of global consumers expect brands to support social and environmental issues. Mm -hmm. You're right. And retailers can actually drive that change. They sit between the consumers and the suppliers. They are now being measured by that triple bottom line, also known as a TBL or a 3BL. Whoa, did we just transport to business school or something? <laughs> yes, actually, Sarah, we did. Here's the fact. 51% of retailers state cost savings matter. And that happens with adopted sustainability practices. Okay, great. There's also an attraction to having positive impact and grabbing the attention of more employees. Give me an S for social. S. Thanks, Celeste. Thanks. <laughs> and retailers aren't the only sustainability superheroes. They have suppliers too. CG companies are investing in how they produce and reproduce. They're doing that through reuse and recycling capabilities. There's your big E and meeting with the target markets that actually matter. Racial and gender representation, there's a big S. As a supplier with that intent and governance, governance, there's your G. All of this is backed by data showing progress to change, and it truly is a win-win for all. Awesome. Well, thank you, Lindsay, for that incredibly insightful and lesson in the alphabet. Um, another fantastic rundown. Thanks all of you for your insight and expertise. In case you're wondering what else is in this week's edition, for our Goodreads, we're talking about the return to in-person events for brands, the biggest payment trends for 2021, a new obsession with murder mystery games in China, and grocery shoppers heading back to the aisles they know and love. And before we go, of course, we can't leave you without learning about yet another product you didn't know you needed. So Celeste, what are you dropping on us for the hot item of the week? Okay, by show of hands. Oh, just kidding. Uh, if TikTok became your obsession during the pandemic. Mm, uh, I'm not ashamed to say that it did. <laughs> well, okay. So Alex, you might have already seen this and come across the happy, sad, reversible octopus plushies that are being used as clever and hilarious communication tools. I might bring this up on my next one-on-one, -on -one, you know, the happy, sad octopus. <laughs> You can reveal your mood without even speaking. One side is smiling, the other side is well pissed off. So uh, I know that you're probably thinking like, it's just a stuffed animal. How is this really sparking joy? Well, tell that to the 33,000 people who gave these, <laughs> 33,000, right? These plushies an average 4.8 out of five stars on Amazon. Yeah. 
According to a reviewer, quote, my wife no longer speaks to me. She now only uses the original reversible octopus solely to express her feelings. We have returned evolutionary to a primal level of communication, and it has honestly worked wonders for our relationship. No more words, just the original reversible octopus, unquote. Oh, my God. <laughs> a $15 well spent? I think, I think yes. I'd say so, but I honestly just want to know who wrote that review. I know, right? And I also want to know what happens when she starts throwing it at him. Oh, <laughs> like, the, the, the primalist. Yeah. <laughs> On that note, we'll be taking our Skittles and skedaddling out of here until next week. Yes, you're all welcome for that one. Have a good one, everyone.